If you're missing quality time with your family, this is the podcast for you. Grab a beverage of your choice and come join us around our table as we talk about everything and nothing. I'm Mike. I'm Maggie. I'm Jenna. And I'm Baby Grace. And welcome to Quality Time. Trace, oh, desperate. Not at you. I know. I'm making me giggle. Spanish. So you, a Korean band sang a Spanish sang song. A Scottish song in Spanish. A Scottish song in Spanish, yes. <laughs> I don't know how... If it's just a pop song, does it really matter where it came from? Yes. Yes. You are City entirely rollers, wrong on the that. The Bay City Rollers were very, very popular. I don't care. <laughs> Wherever you're from, there's an attached culture to it. I that is true. Be Unless you're white. Unless you're in America, because that's all stolen. That's all stolen crap. All of, all of it's stolen. All it's of a it's melting stolen. I'm trying to find a bunch of questions. I mean, ideally I it would be, somewhere. yes. Well, you know, really the idea of a melting pot, I, I don't think that, I think we probably should think that through a little bit more, but in the sense of, instead of being a melting pot, what did, what did somebody, I saw some <coughs> other thing where they were talking about how it should be like a, you know, like a salad or something where you're, you have every part is important. So like your your actual roots are important. You should remember like a cheese your roots. Platter. <laughs> a charcuterie tray. A charcuterie tray. There we go. How pretentious. There we go. I mean that fits what, what, America too. That kind of does fit America. That's because we're, we're we are one a of the only on countries that can side. consume cheese. <laughs> I was just thinking of the pretension part of it. I was, but there are other countries that have that. That was all. me this morning. So the new Pantone color of 2021 came out, <laughs> and it's two colors. And as much as I really, it really, really want to love it, I cannot bring myself to love it because my headcanon... Okay, so the colors are illuminating, which is a nice pale, bright yellow, but then it's ultimate gray, and which is another ultimate lovely, gray. like, smoky gray. But then... But just like having both of them, I mean, it's supposed to represent unity. We love it, whatever. But I think it. it's a little bit optimistic for 2021 because I feel <laughs> my headcanon is that the color of the year is just the gray because yeah, that totally. is much more. <laughs> my friends and I were talking about it Very earlier today because so. I was texting Rose and Cora and I was like, the, oh, I can't say, I can't say what I said. I said, these, like, these poo heads People or whatever. Hit. I was going to say, and you then, got real feisty on Twitter. Oh, I'm, I'm little. <laughs> it's like the only thing I post on my other Twitter. I have a K-pop Twitter and I have a regular Twitter. It's the only thing I post on my regular Twitter in like two years. I was going to say, Uh-oh. the first thing that showed up on my Twitter page of yours in the year that I've been on Twitter. So possible employers, don't worry about it. Don't look at that. But, um, <laughs> I think the fact that I have, I have such personal involvement in the color of the year every <laughs> single year shows my passion for design. There you go. But, um, <laughs> but I like this hey, the name nice. of it. I like the name of it. It's the ultimate gray. Mm-hmm. Not just any gray. <laughs> like no battle. 2020 gray. is the ultimate gray. <laughs> but it was because well, 2020 was the classic blue, which ah, was beautiful. And I, I was it was like, very pretty. I text my friends. I was like, "Buckle up! I'm about to get extremely pretentious about this because it's She's just back. colors from Pantone, whatever." Um, and she does this every year. But uh, classic blue was so we started comparing the this year's announcement of the color of the year and last year. So 2020 and 2021's announcement, like they do, like one big picture that is like these are the colors of the year, 
and we were comparing them and it was like the 2021 the yellow and the gray like held no power compared yeah. to the cla- like the classic blue that was 2020 and so i'm just like oh and rose it was, was like, like wah, it was wah, super funny because we were like wah. like the yellow's really optimistic whatever and rose was like <laughs> read the room pantone like it was but really if you funny. think about it they might be reading the room because i mean what they're reading the room is we need to be optimistic but we're actually in the ultimate gray right now you might have me there, but okay. That's what same. that's fair, honestly. I have what. What does it take? What goes to be into the, the color? Dis- yeah, what goes into <laughs> like RuPaul's Drag Race? Well, they have to have. There's the beauty <laughs> Do contest. Do they have the what, talent contest? What What goes into deciding <laughs> the color know. of the year? They're quite secretive about the it. The swimsuit competition. <laughs> I, Pantone is super like high tech, very persnickety <laughs> about it because I read somewhere that pan- people who work at Pantone because they just like produce colors and whatnot, and they're expensive. So colors it's like if a you company, add- Pantone. Is yeah, a yeah, it's a company. Okay. They <laughs> like trademark these colors, and they become super expensive to print in, which almost nobody ever prints in Pantone. So it, okay, no, Pantone it's, are because it's exclusive. Yeah, exclusively yeah. print colors, or is this paint? Is this? There are like, like print colors. Honestly, they're not like. Okay, Hobby I don't. Acrylics no. So how do they stay in business <laughs> if they become so expensive that nobody can afford them? Well, you high have end photographers, like, magazines, yeah, like yeah, high end okay. producers you know, of like Cosmo. Vogue. Yeah. And Cosmo. Sorry, this is no, your area music. Of you know, magazines like Cosmo and those kind of things. Yeah, I assume are Pantone consumers. Um, just like big prints and big printing things, you know, but not for like the plebeian people like me, you know. You're like, But I read somewhere that (laughs) people who work at Pantone, like the color technicians who make the colors, have to get their eyes tested every two years for like color blindness. And if you get, it's like a hundred or so questions that you have to like match colors correctly. And if you get more than like five wrong, you lose your job. Like you, you get Don't like. They, can they repurpose you? I feel probably yeah, but you lose your job as the color technician. You get moved. Yeah. I've been demoted from color technician. Mm-hmm. Now I just run the can can shakers. I bet you. I <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I bet you I would be really good at that. Do you guys remember that? No, mom, you would not. I would. I love you, mom. But you're you, a little bit colorblind. Hey, you listen, are... I am not. I took the test and I did. Really, really well. Why did you take the test? Here's the thing. You guys. (laughs) Would you like to say that again louder for the microphones to pick that up, Mama? (laughs) Here's the thing. I love you to death. You're a great art teacher. You have great color coordination. You are color dyslexic. Just a little bit. Well, okay, also. The smallest bit. Being colorblind does not mean that you are bad at art or it inhibits your art in any way because my. One of my design gods that I look up to, who's also my business par- partner in Hank Design, his name is Kane, is, plug. is a little bit, sorry Kane for adding you to the public, but you are a little bit colorblind. Mm-hmm. But he is like, I literally would not be anywhere in this world for, without that man. Like he is like a genius with design. Now, didn't you guys, a few years ago, you showed me a something, it was a webpage on the computer that says, take this test. Yeah. Basically, it was a hundred. Yeah. You know, in the green spectrum. I took it. Yeah, and you have to you line up the it? colors in from lightest to darkest, and you did this like a dozen times. Mm-hmm. And I remember how many, and then it registered how many you missed right. out of the one hundred. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those numbers? No, I, I that was years ago. You need to take it again. I remember like fourteen. 
Yeah. I, okay, 14. I remember like it. I'd love to take it again. 19. And I remember taking it, and I got yelled at by you two. <laughs> I'm pointing to Grace and Jenna. <laughs> what? Because you two took it, and you were discussing it, and you were having the grandest time. And I took it. I only got like eight wrong. Dang. <laughs> and then they both yelled at me, what? Eight? Oh, <laughs> no way. Yeah, the two <laughs> whose professions are in art. <laughs> hey, man. Again, like I said, colored. you white. don't have to know what your colors are to be a good designer. So. He's <laughs> If it looks Although good it you. helps if you're trying to make a tree, but <laughs> haven't uh-huh. had to make a tree yet. So, <laughs> so I. It also helps to let your art teacher know that your student is colorblind. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, it sounds like you have a story. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like I think the second or third year of teaching at um, my Insert teaching job, elementary school in, uh, here. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, there was a student I had there, and I remember getting so frustrated with him. Now, mind you, these are kindergarten and first grade, so I shouldn't really be getting frustrated with him. But <laughs> why is your composition <laughs> like this? It was early why on did you in not my teaching. To the rule of it was early on in red. my teaching. That's that so age. crimson. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> and we were doing a tree. It was like a torn paper tree. And I kept giving this this student a brown piece of paper and a green piece of paper. And I said, this piece goes down here, like the, the tree trunk. That's what tree trunks are made of. They're brown. And then, <laughs> and then go, I give him the brown? green for the top. And I'm like, okay. So I leave, and I come back, and it's completely opposite. And I'm like, oh, what? I said, Nolan. what's wrong? I said, I, I gave you the piece of paper, and this is brown, and that's green. Here. And he just kind of gave me this sort of blank look. And I was like, like, okay. I said, okay. So I said, let's try it again. Gave him the two pieces of paper again. Did it again. Exactly the same way. Found out after their teacher came to pick him up that he was colorblind. I mean, colorblind enough to not distinguish between a brown and a green. He can't do green and brown, no. Wow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. As a matter of fact, so then we figured out as a teacher how to deal with you know, colorblindness is, I, I actually had a family, uh, I think a family of kids that were colorblind, or at least a few. I mean, I've had somebody every couple of years that's colorblind. And so basically, they, I say, well, you ask your friends at your desk what color you've got in your hand. So if you want to do a particular color, or they'll let you know what color you're holding if right. you can't see what it is, you know. So that was kind of interesting, but I felt so bad because I kept getting, getting like, frustrated with this "Why kid? are you doing it this way?" And, and he kept just giving me that blank look, and I was like, "Well, what's the colorblind?" Okay. What, what's the song about? Flowers paint? are yeah, red. Yeah, that green one. Leaves are green. I know. So then after that, yes, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, "Ugh, I'm the worst art teacher ever," because I'm like. <laughs> No, you can make it any color you want. Because somebody just, else neglected to tell you that a child was colorblind. You can make it any color you want. Just as long as the trunk is brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and stay in the lines. Stay in the lines. Okay, at certain points, you know, I that's kind of your job in kindergarten and first grade is to help them develop those skills, mm. which is, you know, local color, color learning their colors. <laughs> And learning uh, how to put things together, composition. Right. And so the pink spaghetti trees are more for college. Uh, yes. You know yes. what? Fair enough. 
Yeah, because you're really trying to teach them at that point what their colors are, what their shapes mm-hmm. are, what their, you know. And the then technique. how and then how artists do use those things. And mm-hmm. then you, then you can show them weird stuff, you know, and say, "Hey, this artist does it this way." This Then you go to Salvador Dali. You know, but in terms of the actual general stuff, they don't know anything, so Right. You kind of have to you teach, teach them, them the that first. You got to teach them the <laughs> so rules. So you do feel kind of jerky because you're like, uh, no, you can't do it that way because we're doing this. You right. know? You got to well, teach we, them the rules first, then you teach you them gotta how to teach break them. You got to teach them form. And See, then we have that issue to... all the way like through college and stuff like that. Because I, I mean, I love art, my art school I went to. Ooh, pardon me. Um, But a lot of the times, so my view on my school system was that they taught you the techniques and the mm-hmm. like the technical aspect and the how-to of it to let you then in your later years of college go free and just do whatever you want with it you know which i think is typical i mean i think that is how you learn something yeah you have to but learn then how to do it first then you can de, de- deconstruct yeah deconstruct. But, but i think the tough part is is when, same goes for culinary school yeah <laughs> for like the school knowing when to just like let you go finally you know because sometimes we have a few a few professors who are very stuck in the in the in the realm of like that's not high art blah, 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 blah. and it's like all right you know i had that same situation teaching theater mm-hmm. it's you can tell when kids have have never touched participating in performing arts mm-hmm. you know they've watched tvs they watch movies they know what it is but actually, part- YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> wow, you coming okay. for a whole group of people? Yeah, we're, 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 I'm not... no, no, no. You, we're gonna we're gonna but, backtrack. There. We go move on. Go but ahead. It's, but it's those. But you can tell those kids, and those are the ones you have to kind of say, okay, this is how it's normally done. Right. These are the kind of things you will normally see, and then they start seeing the the you know the classic kind of rules, right. quote unquote, mm-hmm. right. Uh, but then you get once in a while you get a handful of students who have been studying theater for so long, even at you know this freshman sophomore age, I teach age. that do we have to do it like that? I say, <laughs> and then you let them go and say, well, say what do you no, got in you mind? Yeah. Uh, what, we we want to kind of combine this and this and do it this way and see if we can come at it this way. And I say, you know what? It makes sense. Go for it. It's if they have a solution. Like, do we well, have to do it this way? Right. Like, well, what, what are your is, suggestions? What is your path? What right. Is and well, I in my case, just think the, it's kind of stuffy. Well, <laughs> in, in in like in the performing arts classes, mm. if they say, "Do we have to do it this way?" Ninety nine percent of the chance, it's because they've something. got an idea. They've right. got a, something different they want to try. Right. And right. I will never say no to a good experiment. Oh, right. There Sometimes was, they no, fall. That's for. the process. I that's, mean, that's the process yeah. of education. If somebody wants to, to actually explore something, it's because they like to learn. And that's right. what you're trying to do. Is trying and that's to, yeah, when it's, it's usually, <laughs> if it's not great art, it's a great learning experience. Sure. That's right. True. See, that's, that, that kind of bleeds into my hot take about like photorealism and stuff in artwork because mm. I'm very much like, if you're, because granted, the skill, the technical skill it takes, to do photorealistic work is absolutely un- unimaginable and I can't do it so I can't like really crap on anybody who can because that that takes 
dedication, time, effort, super talent, you know? Yeah. But then it's also like, if it looks like a big photo blown up anyway, why not just take take a photo of it? (laughs) And like, granted, I know that's, that's like a hot take and people are going to fight me on that. And that's just my personal opinion about it. Cause it's very much like, again, going back to my, my schooling experience, I view, I view, cause it's like, I don't want to repeat any other artwork that exists. Cause most mm. of the times you're working from a, from a reference photo anyway, sure. doing photo realism, granted great exercise and skill, whatever, but it's very much like if you're going to take the time and effort to do that, I would love to see something original, something new, but you know, don't you think the whole reason for what they're doing though, is, is it's about the process for them. Oh yeah, because I mean, granted, th- again, this is why it's like my, my personal opinion Process of why I don't like me, seeing you know? it because it's just like it looks like a photo because it really <laughs> does because it's that realistic, you yeah. know. But, but if you're um, gonna do do it, do it weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I get a cryptid. Like, like, or just make it make it like realistic, and then all of a sudden put something surreal, you know, well, surreal in the background. Well, I mean, uh, granted, something. that just that all boils down to like everybody's. Personal, personal taste practice, and I guess yes. bringing up the thing that's like oh it's about the process because a lot of times there's a lot of art that is more about the process to the artist and granted sure. your art is your art you get to give the meaning to it that you want performance blah, 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 art blah, that's what, that's you know what about. but it's very much like I much prefer to enjoy more um like I, new I, things I will <laughs> agree with you about photorealism I, I think it's beautiful I think yes. it's amazing it's incredible I don't see the point. It's not. I wouldn't. And that's and again, <laughs> again. That's just my my. Yeah. Because then you think, well, the old masters were realistic. Yes, they're realistic, but they're not but, photorealistic. But then they not, moved on because that's like so, yeah. Picasso did that. No, no, no. But even like uh, Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Raphael. Oh yeah, those guys were. They're realistic to a more. certain degree, but then they always they're chose. They're idealized. Yeah. Idealized and yeah, but that's it, why I like Michelangelo a lot because he's got his bodies are all like super buff and compact and twisted and weird and so they're like they're just like gnarly muscly looking people and they're not that was the that was, the that was his aesthetic style. at the time too no that not that that was just his personal aesthetic because yeah. then like down the hall from the sistine chapel was uh <laughs> Raphael working on a different piece that had different types of idealization of the body whatnot right. you know? and like rodin one of my favorite mm. I, his sculptures are as close to sculptural realism as possible, right. but uh, form and what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Anatomy? Comp- composition ah. of the figures mm. turns it into art because it's not yeah. just a photorealistic body. It's the thinker. It's the kiss. It's these all these wonderful. I recently learned marvelous... that kinetic things put into a well. There's some emotion moment. behind yeah. the. Well, yeah, it's like there's... a dancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, a dancer is um, an amazing artist. They can express something with a couple poses. Right. Dan was able to do that. With one with, pose. With, yeah. <laughs> I recently learned that like old Greek and Roman statues like that are uh, more idealized than we thought because like nobody's like muscle actually looks like that. You know, it's all exaggerated to see those types of forms. Well, so they're not like truly realistic. They're like more a little bit more exaggerated than what the human body could ever like give out you know also weren't there any fat people in greek <laughs> oh i'm sure See? i guarantee all you, the stone yes. was idealized i love the Guaranteed. i love the sculptures that have like the sheer fabric i do that you too see. those are my oh my god insane. that stuff is awesome Remember, um in uh uh 
the Berkshires, when we had the Berkshire Museum, mm-hmm. and they had that statue with the lady that had the veil over her face. Yes. Oh, incredible. Great. They had quite a few statues that were... That was were a neat museum, in man. That. I'd go back to that one. They also had, like, a one about an octopus destroying this naval ship, I believe. Is it a painting? <laughs> yeah, it was a giant painting. Yeah, I know that on one. Wall. I remember that. And I remember sitting in front of it for, like, a couple minutes because we were doing something in the main hall. They had hired us for something. Oh, we were doing a show like, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just wandering around. <laughs> right. It's not a fairly big museum, but it it holds cool, a lot of cherished They memories. have one of my favorite sculptures in the world, and it's a sculpture of my relative. Oh, yeah. There's oh, this, that King Brian. Yeah, yeah. there's this giant... <laughs> bust of King Brian Boru of Ireland who yeah. rumor has it is one of my great 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 great, great grandfathers. Great. For those of you There's who, a million O'Briens. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the O'Brien spelt O B R I E N. Not it. Not Anne. It's capital it's O e. apostrophe capital B because yeah. doesn't the O means like of it's it's of Brian. Brian. Of Brian. Right. It's a contraction of yeah. of the, of Brian. Yeah, so technically our last names are Brian, but As, yeah. We're very Irish. So we are of <laughs> Brian or of King Brian. Of King yeah. Brian. So. Looks a little um, bit like you now. Didn't he have the big beard? And the he looked like Santa Claus. <laughs> he looked like Odin. He looked like, yeah, all no, of Every Irish man every, ever. Every, every antique, white Irish dude. Every antique Irish guy in the world. Met. Every Coke Santa. <laughs> That's right. Every Coke, Coke Santa. It's my people. Coca-Cola, that is. Yeah, I was going to say, my brain took a second to put that yeah. one together because I was like, Coke Santa? I was like, oh, God. Coca-Cola. I'm pretty sure a Coke Santa would look much different Pull than Coca-Cola. Pull a line, Coca-Cola. Santa. In here. Yeah. When you leave out lines for Santa instead of cookies. Okay, I'm cutting this part out. All right, all right. You don't diss on Santa. I love Santa. We love Santa. Anyway. It's Art. the productive drug. Sa- uh, our father is a Santa in training. He's one of the one of the head elves. I think he's. That's or in this case, dwarves. <laughs> okay. Ever since okay, I'm gonna give you this theory. See if you agree with me. Ever okay. Um, over the past you know 50, 60 years, there's just been this complaint that people find it harder and harder to believe in Santa, mm. that the spirit of Santa Claus is dwindling away. Blah blah blah. This and that. Um, but ever since I've started playing D&D and learning about the classes, like the elves and the dwarves and the humans and the gnomes, mm-hmm. um, when you look at Santa Claus through the D&D lore, he's a dwarf. Yeah. He lives underground <laughs> with a million other people, making toys left and right. <laughs> a million other people. He's a maker. And he's that's a, what he's a dwarf a maker. is. He's, yeah. uh, that's what a dwarf is. Yeah. Um, he he's he's short. He's stubby. He turns raw material into, he's got into a little, gold. Yeah, he's yeah. got like a little transmutation. The exquisite goes. beard, the yeah. hair, uh, the fur coat. You know, this is he all. He lives for longer than usual. This is all. <laughs> yeah, he lives extraordinarily long. Uh, uh, so he's it. technically a dwarf. Likes to and, drink, according to the Irish. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so in Tolkien terms, Santa is, I believe, dwarf. However. Yeah. Along comes Clement Clark Moore. He wrote "Twas the Night Before Christmas" and all through the right. house. Right. Oh, right. He describes Santa as a right jolly old, old elf. elf. Yes, he does. Oh. Elves are tall, slender, skinny. Yeah. We got some discourse. Got some discourse, and <laughs> well, I think the Tolkien, real Santa. Tolkien and D and D all kind of make that fact of like. Elves are these skinny, beautiful, right. elegant-looking creatures. But, <laughs> I think the Lee reason Pace for that, though, is because they are associated with 
trees and nature and so trees are tall and nature's, thin and nature's you know. not elegant i would say though oh it is what? Oh. have you okay, been okay, outside hold on. Let me, let me so, finish, let me, so let's finish outside. the santa let me finish my santa thing okay, then we can go ahead. on to elegance of trees uh, <laughs> so i think the real santa got really honked off at clement clark more now that everybody's <laughs> describing him as an elf because elves and dwarves traditionally have never gotten along. Oh, that, that is true. true. So, There's a whole war between them. Race so war. I think the real Santa is a little honked off over the past since Clement Clark Moore wrote that poem <laughs> back in the early 20th century, calling him an elf. Bring back and now dwarf. everybody sings it and Bring call back him an dwarf elf. Santa. <laughs> dwarf Does Santa. I've never thought of Santa as an elf, though. If, I would much prefer Santa be short and round than yeah. tall and thin. I've yeah. always thought Santa was just you, Dad. Like if, yeah, if, but my if pro- I have a vision of Santa in my head, it's just I mean, you. I my proportions hair. are dwarven. I, yeah. <laughs> I think your thought of of yeah. Santa being an elf is kind of close, really. I think probably closer than other people's perception. Being, being an dwarf. elf or a dwarf? I'm sorry, a dwarf. Um, but <laughs> I don't need no lean, mean elf Santa. Yeah, because as he's much as I love and Lee Pace, he's mm-hmm. jolly and he's you know, and he laughs and he likes lo- and he loves life. You and know, and he's a maker. All the and he's well, a maker. I mean, the, he's the a maker. Elves, is the biggest. The elves thing. are also kind of makers, but in a different sense. Yes. But also, being tall and thin would lead itself would lend itself useful when going down chimneys. Right. True. <laughs> but magic. That's a good, yeah, that's a good and point. And thieves tools. There we go. <laughs> Dwarves and thieves. And thieves tools. That's, that's a, that's, well, you don't have to be a thief to use thieves yeah, tools. Yeah, Sa- <laughs> let's, let's break this down. Is Santa a thief? No, Maggie. No, He's but the exact how does he, opposite. How does He's he get little, into houses? What? Down the chimney. We just covered this. But you said if he's a dwarf. Yes. You you have you have covered this. Who just so said magic and thieves tools? Maggie did. So wait a second though. Here's <laughs> here's how this could play out though. So, right that his Santa's Santa's uh, helpers are elves, right? No. no. There would be gnomes so in you're the saying, saying, lore. They, they would so be gnomes. Santa not. is just the head gnomes of the clan that lives in the North Pole. Oh, so you're saying the whole clan the is the North dwarves. Pole. Okay. They're just the, so say, the Klaus family. I mean, but, because you couldn't make it work if he did have an elfish friend. <laughs> and then he took him on his nightly run and... Sent him down with the stuff. So he Jack just, Frost. So basically, and he just hung out in the sleigh and let him go. He has an intern. Basically, Gimli and Legolas are the elves. Yeah, and that's Santa Claus. I don't believe for a minute that Santa Claus would sit in the sleigh and let somebody else no. decorate yeah, the tree. I feel like Santa's a bit of a control freak. Just I, a think, <laughs> I don't think he's a control freak. But he's I like, this is my realm. Don't touch it. I think Santa is just. He's the. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a busy the, guy. He's the spirit of giving for the joy of yeah. giving. So yeah. he's not, he's going to fill the stockings and he's going to have a grand yeah. old time and That's he's going to count the presents. He's going to make sure every guy right on a chocolate and the stockings and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of, he's, he's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. My like two it. cents on it. And I think it's interesting, though, putting him into that D&D lore, though. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It t- totally makes sense. It'd be fun to write a one-shot, like, Christmas-based. <laughs> there's yeah. some out there. There but, are yeah. thousands. There's a, yeah, there's, they're out there. But I'd love to play one Christmas one time. It'd be fun. Well, Christmas is coming. With Gerbo? Oh, my God. Dad, 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 dad. Listen. <laughs> okay. For Christmas, this is what I want. 
I would like you to pick out slash write any of those one shots and we play it as a family on Christmas Day. Okay. Because I, I want I want to put Gerbo next to Santa because I think that's where he's really gonna shine. Right there. <laughs> okay. I would I would clearly play as Kit and Caboodle, the goblin. Kit and Caboodle. <laughs> the goblin barbarian. Okay, so tell us about tell us about Kit and Caboodle, and I'll tell I'll talk about Gerbo. Talk I'll, about Gerbo first. Oh, okay. Because you so brought him up first. I Gerbo was my favorite D and D character that I've ever written. Um, I've had him for like two years. I've adopted him two years ago. Um, <laughs> it's like but a cabbage patch. Kid. I literally wrote. I he was a random role on because my friends and I decided to do a Thanksgiving one shot just like out of the blue. And so we did like randomized characters, and this was Gerbo, and that was the name that came up in everything. Which is <laughs> Gerbo, and he's a gnome fighter who <laughs> I love this guy. Who <laughs> I he is like some weird cryptic little dude who he is almost exclusively nonverbal and just prefers to act rather than talk about things. <laughs> so he'll just go do his own thing. He's chaotic neutral. So he just does whatever he really feels like. I feel like sometimes that's a little bit of a cop out of a character point, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's made for some interesting play. Yeah. But um, yes. but he, you get the feeling that he is not from this realm. Sometimes he likes to make pop culture references. <laughs> what, uh, does he, he, what does he look like? He is a little small gnome. He's like what, like two feet tall max. Um, and he has just like the blankest expression ever. He likes to blink. Sometimes he'll smile. Um, he, in one of the campaigns, he was rather close with, um, we had, one of my friends played an old lady character named like Mm -hmm. Merida or Meredith or something like that. She was like a 60 year old lady who had a pocket of like, like an infinity pocket that she kept biscuits in. (laughs) And so Gerbo would always like to go and like, cause you'd whisper into the pocket and it'd give you a biscuit of whatever flavor you'd want. (laughs) And so we found out that way that Gerbo likes cinnamon and he likes the color green. And, um, just based solely on the biscuits he chose. Well, I mean, these are just like the few details. Cause it's more, I really just like let him play out. Also, yeah. he loves to sit just a little bit too close to the fire at night. <laughs> and he likes, and he won't talk to humans or just like other real sentient characters as much, but he let, you'll find him whispering to bugs and like birds every once in a while. And so, but you you don't know. It's not a language that anybody understands. It's just, for all anybody else knows, it just language. could be the way, just gibberish. The way Gerbo has exited some of the campaigns that I've been in <laughs> is just the funniest visual ever. It's just Gerbo silently standing in, like, T-pose position, and then a giant eagle out of nowhere. We'll just come and whoosh. pick him up. Yeah, and I he remember- just... He just silently goes with it. <laughs> and I like him for that reason because I have written him so that he can easily enter and exit any campaign because I'm kind of a floater around person myself with D&D groups. So I like b- having my character that can come in and come out and it just like makes sense with who he sure. is as a person. It's just natural because um, I remember he, in that, that campaign. Gerbo is fate. 
Yeah. Fate, fate has just he's decided just fluid. he's I going to be him. there for that moment in time. Yeah. But then he's going to be with Stoich. And then he'll, he's one with nature, truly. So would you play Gerbo in the Christmas one? Yes, of course. Because okay. Gerbo would I, love Santa. He Gerbo, loves green and he likes cinnamon. And biscuits. So, so. Biscuits. Well, he would just, I think any, anybody, <laughs> he would either have a weird vendetta against Santa for not sharing his secrets of the magic, you know, like Gerbo's going to want to know what's up with the sack, you know? That sounded bad, but we'll move on. Santa. Or he would think he would be absolutely just like enchanted by the holly jolly man that Santa is. You I know? think he would be very good friends with the reindeer. Oh, oh my God! Gerbo would love. Gerbo would actively like try to just like be, he would right. be riding the reindeer. Yeah, if, if we ever got to a point in the campaign where we would be on the sleigh with Santa, said Santa, Gerbo would be on one of the reindeer. He and would not be the, the reindeer whisperer. Yeah, be on okay. Rudolph's back. So who's your character that you play? I have, and I'll tell you if Gerbo would like him or not. I have 7,000 different characters. but if okay. Who would you play for Santa? But if we're, we're, we're already, okay, we're already defining this campaign. So uh, Apparently it's going to so. be Santa and the reindeer and Gerbo. <laughs> and uh, the toy bag is going to be involved somehow okay. sitting close to a phone. Definitely. So, you know, so, we're going to have to go and get the Gerbo's toy bag Gerbo's going to skateboard back. for Christmas. We're okay, going to have so. to get the... I, the the toy bag the sack. gets the sack gets uh, abducted. This is a family friendly podcast, and I would like to kindly remind you that we're we talking about Santa. Santa's magic toy bag. We're talking about Santa's sack, Maggie. Why are you? Okay, <laughs> go ahead. You don't tolerate. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to derail trying this to conversation. Move it on. Let's I know. go. I'm have to erase I know. some of it. Uh, you know, I have ten million characters. Okay, but you, you we've Pick got a nice, we, we've got a nice, we got a nice. Who's uh, Kitten Caboodle? Kitten Caboodle, my um, '80s centric uh, <laughs> go- like goblin barbarian <laughs> like who only speaks in '80s references. Yay! That Gerbo would be and him fun. would get along because sometimes Gerbo makes Back to the Future references, and yeah, that would fit. <laughs> Yeah, she's got a mullet. She's got several piercings. She looks like a skater from the 80s, essentially. Awesome. Were there skaters? Gerbo would probably like her style. Okay, what's her what, what's her likes, Class. her dislikes? What would, she, what would she ask Santa for? What would she ask for Christmas? <gasps> I think she would ask for, like... Oh, that's hard. I want to say moon shoes, but I don't think those were invented till the nineties. No well, it's D and D world. Um, there's no, there's, there's no rules. Well, she is short and she stilts. No, not stilts. Moon shoes. Okay. Jump high. <laughs> oh, those spring-loaded yeah, things. Yeah, those stupid yeah. things that absolutely will break your ankle. Little those. trampolines on like a yeah. tuna You're gonna can. get a skip. No. <sighs> Skip it's a Oh pool. my god, that'd be Skip it moon. It'd be fun if, if you wrote a skip it as like a weapon in oh, the game. Oh no, you know what's the weapon? Clackers. Those were 80s, baby. <laughs> 70s and 80s. I, to a nice beat. Oh my god, yeah. Clackers. It would are be cool. like I mean they're basically one they're of those, we- things, those are like main No, you do mace, the Razor seen... scooter as a, as a weapon. <laughs> they're rooters. <laughs> <laughs> just scooter just spin it around. <laughs> And hit someone in the ankle with it. And so I was like, ow, ow. I feel it in my soul. I hate it. There's so many skits that have been done, but like, if anyone, for those of you who grew up with Razor scooters, if you've ever hit yourself in the ankle, you have died. If you've ever committed scooter ankle. Yeah. (laughs) So does Kitten Caboodle, is she chaotic neutral? uh, Chaotic, chaotic. Is there such a thing? No, there's not. Chaotic? Uh, chaotic good, bad, neutral. I would say chaotic good. 
a lot of my characters are chaotic good the way I play. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will attest to that. Prove me wrong. Uh, <laughs> the way I play, a lot of my characters are chaotic good. So, yeah, she would be chaotic good because she's a barbarian, so she likes to fight. And she... I don't know. She's. I'm still working on her. She's still working. That's progress. fine. But if you, I have again, I have several thousand characters. But she sounds like she could be fun with. Yeah, I have but like in weird... your in your in your heart and soul. Yeah, she could play with Santa. Mm. It's a. It's between. Mm-hmm. It's between her and another one that I have, who's kind of like this super goth elf, who super goth. who all well, she wants for Christmas is a is an arm. She, oh, she doesn't have Gerba an wants an arm too. I've decided. Well, no. she's missing an arm, so oh, she wants an arm. Oh, Gerba would steal those... the prosthetic. Exactly. <laughs> she, she, you know what? That would be cool because you know those, like inspired by those, those carving. That what's the name of that? God, you're gonna have to pinpoint uh, something here. Gotta do it okay, now. So Mom, gotta do it is now. it on Instagram? The the limb project where oh, the oh right right oh yeah. Yeah. Where they have those beautifully designed. I follow crazy... someone on Tumblr uh, who is an incredible artist and has these incredible head cannons about um, different mechanics in the world of D and D. And one of them is uh, magical prosthetics and prosthetic Ooh. limbs. One of them. Uh, That's cool. <laughs> one of them is like using old bones. So like, well, that would be like I like people the idea who are poor carved. or yeah. druids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They would use old bones and use magic to create Form a it. prosthetic arm. For those who are more high-ended, they would create, like, beautiful golden prosthetics yeah. or something like that. Cool. Um, and, you know, like, some have prosthetic faces and yada, yada, yada. But um, oh. Filibuster Frog is the name of the person on Tumblr. If you guys want to go check her out. Filibuster uh, Frog. Very, again, very talented artist. Very interesting headcanons about a lot of the weird, like niche behind the lore sort yeah. of stuff in Dungeons and Dragons. They cool. got a whole thing about like dwarven hair and elven oh. hair. Oh. Yeah, I've sent you stuff about I have it. seen That's her. She's cool. got some neat She's got some really She does magical I don't tattoos. I do not know if they're a she oh, or a he fine. or a they, so I'm going to call them they from here on out. Uh, yeah, to, they have a whole page on magical they tattoos. They have a whole page and... on magical tattoos and like the effects of cantrips and first oh, level spells and like that's the fun. marks they leave behind. Oh, it's yeah. really interesting. Oh, like, is it, so like, the so like if you use cant- if you use your cantrip, you might get a mark. Yeah. So if you use, you use like much, acid splash leaving. too much, it starts oh, leaving a physical mark on you. Ooh, I kind of like that. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> uh, these aren't our ideas. Check out Filibuster Frog on Tumblr. Uh, I, I don't know if they have that's an Instagram, cool. but that's cool. you know, see if you can find yeah, them because they are incredibly interesting they have yeah, some whole very interesting social construct about how yeah, male like dwarves that. wear their hair and what yeah like means. young young like dwarves that. uh certain braids and certain young dwarves are not allowed and... to have braids until they're like 50 because 50 is technically their adult years like they're 21 yeah and then it's like hobbits <laughs> kind of yeah, and then elves uh only cut their hair like once i think if they have lost a loved one or if they are exiled. Oh. I believe are the two. No, is that elf or dwarf? Elf. Okay. That's elf. Anyway. Dwarves are like different kinds of braids and if you can have ornaments and stuff and if you die, you are, um, you you know, your hair is wrapped tightly so you right. can keep it with you. Yeah. Interesting. Ooh. Um, but again, check I like it. this lore. Yeah, check out yeah, the lore. We'll it's you. very, very that fascinating. really cool. I really like the spell scars though. Yeah. 
I love that idea. idea. I think that's almost like a tattoo, though. Would that? I mean, like, is that kind of sorta? Yeah, it's. uh, It's like a stretch mark, only magical. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that's a real, real romantic way to put that, or or a sexy way to put that. Dang it! It was an example that came to mind. (laughs) It's kind of nice because it like helps your character age as you play it. You know, yeah, just like character development, which I I really like to see. Yeah, I do redesigns of characters that I've played a thousand times. Hmm. Gerbo is unchanging. I might also bring back Faye, who is a character I didn't get to play as much. Did you purposely kill off Faye to write a new character? I did not. Faye was part of a campaign that I had a falling out with. Um, So I didn't get... Falling out, you just outgrew him. Uh, Potato, potato. (laughs) I would say. Uh, but she's this very clueless druid. Oh, I remember her. Yeah, yeah, she has she has lost her memories, and she's but she's very happy go lucky, and yeah. she is very naive about the world around her, and she only wants. But she turns into various animals all the time. Okay, <laughs> I go with the, the prosthetic one because pros- I, I want to be. A I can't druid. remember what her name is. Okay, <laughs> Jenna Kyle, you what character would you play? I said in, I want to be a druid in the you Santa. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Druids are fun. Druids are fun. Yeah. That was my first Also D&D because character. it's an interesting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a foil, but a, it's, it's a different, somewhat of a foil to Santa. Because they, they are. How? They are. Oh, if you're going to be an elf druid? Maybe. Oh. I feel like you always you have that play race elf. War Let's do that. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> let's let's have a race war with Santa. No, I don't want to have a race, race war, but, that's but no, but see, because then it, ultimately, what's what would be the outcome of your D and D peace and unity, goodwill toward men? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because I think I think it needs something that's more like a like because if you think about dwar- dwarven magic, whatever, and and elves. Maybe an elf druid, like you said. What's the? Di- I mean, like when I think of druids, I think of like paganism and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. Incredible. Okay, so whereas <clears throat> I think Santa has a little bit more element of Christianity or religion oh, in him. I mean, I know that's not it what you guys far, would perceive that. It but. depends on how far back you go with his history and his lore, right? Because he goes all the way back to Odin and beyond. Oh. Oh, Din. <laughs> Just kidding. I also might play Rufus. Rufus is my gnome skeleton. <laughs> Gerbo's going to hate him. <laughs> my gnome skeleton. Gerbo doesn't like competition. Who's afraid of everything. I think oh, I'll go with Gerbo the guys. <laughs> just kidding. Gerbo will be friends. He's afraid of everything. He's a fighter, but he's afraid of everything. You only get one, so. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I really, have, yet, I really haven't I'm sorry. Thought, I, just, I mean, like, I well, I'm just thinking of, think like, of other different characters. Because I maybe I, I may have only been playing D&D so as long as y'all. But... this campaign <laughs> yes. in terms of, and also. By Christmas is the. Get my other, <laughs> totally. my other campaign up and running by mm. New Year's. Parvati. We could do it. Parvati is the. One armed character. I think you should be Parvati. Mm. I don't. She's. Not, I don't. She doesn't have like. a very fun personality, but okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's. If you've never what, played her, you don't know yet. That's I, what's fun about D and D, though, is because yeah. once you put her with other characters, you'll kind of understand, understand how you who want they are, her to yeah. be. You know yeah. how. 
because I'm, yeah. I'm very much like your character is going to tell you who they're going to be. Like sure. you set I, up the basis, and then they're going to they're going to play it. That's out. true. Uh, my first campaign, I played with this uh, the group from school, mm-hmm. and I played this Loxodon character. He was just had no idea about who he was, but a good six months into this campaign, I knew exactly who this guy was. He's a dad. (laughs) Well, sometimes it ends up just being like a personification of yourself because that's what my first D&D character was. I was like, I want to play... I played an elf druid... Named mm-hmm. Valandriel because based off of my love for Tolkien and The Hobbit yeah. and all that, all that jazz, um, and it was like basically just me playing as me in the game. But then well, Gerbo's sing- a little bit more. Gerbo's oh, right. much more of well, his own was, entity. The, the first time you played with us and introduced us to it, we mm-hmm. all built characters based on just us. Us, you know. Yeah. Once yeah, you get once you it? get into the chew of it, yeah, you get you what get some fun it? characters. My my first D character was. A half elf druid. Yep. Who I played as a rogue. <laughs> That's exactly who I would have guessed to be you. Because I ended up wanting to kick the doors down of anything oh, that was yes, locked. I remember that. <laughs> yes. That hasn't really changed much. No, it hasn't. Uh, even even with the even with the new construct character. He's still a little okay. He's, he's, <laughs> well, he's kind of a follower. He's yeah. just kind of there. I will have to work on it. Okay. See? This is a okay. Maybe we talk. About, I, I saw something today about it's okay to abandon those traditions that no longer bring you joy or happiness or. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. This took aunt, a hot take into real town. I love it. Our, but, our aunt said that that was something really. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Did. Uh, she okay, that. so I think uh, a D and D one shot on Christmas would be a wonderful new tradition for oh. us. <laughs> Okay, uh, let me put the let's broaden Christmas the, Eve. Along with not uh-huh. putting pants on? Great idea. <laughs> and uh, eating until I die? And drinking yes. until I get a little frosty and then and decide to pass out? drinking until I also die? <laughs> Taking this idea in t- further into the, the real world, what traditions do we have that you love? Oh. What traditions do we have that could, could that, go by the wayside? I won't say hate because uh, yeah. I mean I've grown up something with all move of my on from? Or, yeah something or that something has, you've outgrown we've yes. out, yeah outgrown I've outgrown going to see people on Christmas Day do you have Honestly. traditions or do you have like this D and D thing or do you have fun. something completely new you'd like to introduce just now, yes significant others right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if any boyfriends hey or guys, girlfriends out I'm there would single. want to <laughs> listen to our other podcasts, you'll find out kind of who I D&D's am. D&D's more fun with four or more. <laughs> you can find me You've at... You've got to be able to play D&D. That's it. What's up, guys? I'm I'm single and I'm bi and I'm ready to say hi. That's cute. That was cute. I did stick to my goal of being single all year. That's a good mine goal. Mine too, mine too, mine too. Actually, that that's my goal right now. That wasn't the goal. I, I gave up on dating my... and I fulfilled, the, yes. fulfilled, I fulfilled it as well. I fulfilled my New Year's resolution to stay single. That was not my New Year's resolution. I didn't resolution. date. What? Yes. <laughs> that's a little hard. We, we've, all, we've had this discussion a lot, and not, not just with you two, but uh, um, talking with me. people that I work with and their kids, and because they're around similar ages, the, the, my friends' kids are. 
And that idea of dating in COVID, it's like During Backstreet Boy really reunion like, tour time. oh, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. Backstreet Boy reunion tour time. Dating at the Backstreet Boy reunion yeah. tour. Yeah, um, little bit. <laughs> Bad idea. Little Backstreet Boys difficult. just keep everybody away. I just can't. <laughs> It's a little difficult to to. Too many do people that. have tickets, and I want none of it. Well, it <laughs> sucks because like I broke up with my last significant other like what like two two years, years a little two bit years, over two years ago now, and I was very and I was in a low spot in my life, and I like hated everything. It was terrible. But then I was like, all right, I just need to like be me for a bit, and so I was me for like a year and a half, and then I was like. Yes, let's start dating, and then and then like and then Backstreet Boy reunion tour came into town. <laughs> March came, and then I was like, "Well, all right, so that's not a that's not a <laughs> okay, thing back anymore." Back to tradition. Back to tradition. Okay, so, yeah, tradition. Wanna, tradition. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, you mentioned not seeing people. Okay, we have to set this up because uh, my mother our, has our, a huge, yeah, well, huge family. <laughs> our our core little group of the O'Brien Four here around the table, mm-hmm. we have always been the. The travelers, the travelers the of time. the holidays because we've always mm-hmm. lived further somewhere away. else further away because yeah. the core group of both of our families um, have live in Illinois. Yeah. And we haven't lived in Illinois. Several and times. For, for a long time. For <laughs> a while. For a long time. Uh, no, but the last decade we've been here. Well, yeah, but you know, we spent years in Massachusetts and Wisconsin and Ohio. Just like not here. So yeah. every yeah. holiday we were the ones to travel mm. and... Uh, visit so right. that did change it's and exhausting. I and I love not traveling. Oh, yeah, this is the first year that we don't yeah. have we don't have an agenda. We don't right. have right. a place to be. We can just wake up and then just and because be of the, and do what yes. we want, which is really exciting. And because of the back, mm. Backstreet Boys reunion tour, mm-hmm. um, we're not even leaving the house this Christmas. Oh, yeah. And yes, not that I don't love my family, not that I don't love seeing them. Yes, but for some reason at Christmas I am just. I can't stand it. I'm so happy mm-hmm. about just us getting up and doing our thing for Honestly, Christmas. Honestly, I know I'm kind of yeah. like pumped Me about it too. <laughs> I mean, for, I, I think mean, you do get to that point. And well, again, I love my family very much. Yeah, it's not that um, I don't want to see them, but it's just God, they're exhausting. <laughs> Maggie, I well, I I love no. Don't you know get who me listens wrong. To this podcast, do not do not get <laughs> not me wrong. Them. Are be- oh really? <laughs> I oh, so. uh, I, our beautiful, loving family. No, do again. not get me wrong. Let me explain. I love our family to death. I do. I, I appreciate everything that they've done. I appreciate all the support and love that they've given us. But we are the black sheep of all of the families. Mm-hmm. A little and bit. And it is, and you know, we we get so, dad and I at least get socially drained very quickly. Well, I, mean, I can't speak yeah. for Grace. And being around like people. <laughs> 25 other people in the smallest space possible right. <laughs> yes. is exhausting. Deep breath, deep breath. Yes. It is a lot to handle because going from... Also, we are very tight as a nuclear unit. Yes. We are very close. We've gone through a lot of hardships together, so we're very much like... This is our our clan. This is our yeah. our right. people. We're also very right. open and honest with yeah. one another, so and we're, we're just kind of weird. So I'm not. Yeah, so so not being that to way. Like then expand so. that into a bunch of people who just don't quite because it's like they're great, lovely, beautiful people who genuinely we all love each other. But blah, 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 yeah. you know, we've all grown up like, together. I like seeing them. I just um, yeah. but they don't <laughs> quite get the brand of the O'Briens, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of having to like 
tailor it a little bit for yeah. social convention it's, purposes. And, and it's not about it's me hating going places right. and meeting people. Well, it's, it's about the excitement of trying this something new. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You know, yes. it's like, oh, oh. Well, like know, I get up and I, yeah, well, it's just the idea of us getting up and right. whenever we get up and Being that eating yeah. whatever we want. In some and respects, you know, you think about And I mean, having like, to put on dressy clothes yeah, and makeup. Yeah, and not having to travel. Oh. But yeah. it's just the idea of us trying this new thing yeah. is the yeah. exciting and part. Getting to it's be not that I hate the other together. one, it's just that this is well, I, an exciting yeah, something I think new. in some yeah. respects it's that. It's nice to have it be our tradition because it hasn't been our tradition. That's it really true. hasn't. Oh, and that's so, a good way to think about so it. So it's it's been my family's tradition that we go there, which is fine. And you know, I think we we hang on to that because our nuclear part of that family, our dad is still with us and so you know, we want we don't want to sever that connection. We want to be supportive of right. him right. and and one another, but at the same time, it is nice to have this Christmas as our own tradition. Yeah, like this is maybe us. that's it. It's it's the start of it's the first know. O'Brien Christmas exclusive. Yeah, it's it's the exclusive. first of exactly. not having to yeah. go anywhere, not having to yeah have to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. You know, I hope you don't do that. All right, I don't think there's a ton of social pressure to do that, but it is very much like. But we do it anyway. It's like well, small talk. It it's anyway. like small talk all day. You don't really get to, you don't really yeah, get into it because you have to go and see all fifty other people. Yeah, right. Right. yeah. Know? The family yeah. just keeps getting bigger. It does. Okay, it other really tradition. does. I do love that though. I love that I have a huge family because I like I like having that I like, think, connection. I think those kind but... of gatherings should be saved for summer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, we can be outside I do like barbecue and, yeah. good... and you get to watch the kids play. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I agree that that should be and no dedicated. Presents. Yeah. <laughs> no presents. No presents. Like a food no basket. That's no it. real social. True. Like. I don't know what I was saying. We're a pretty bah humbug here, but I mean, you know, we do love love our families. We, like yeah, said, we, it's not we about love our family. It's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. But it's, you know, and again, for me, it's not about hating what was. Exactly. Yeah. It's about embracing the change. Embrace, yeah, I think, I think. Getting something that's our own. And again, yeah. it goes back to that cozy Santa Claus thing. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> just want to. I think ultimately yeah. we want to be, like, especially at Christmas and when it's cold out and all that stuff, you just want to. You don't want to have to go drive and yeah. Your you just want to curl know? up with your sweater and your your afghans your and hot cocoa. Your hot cocoa. Put on the marathon. Watch, your of, yeah. watch the Christmas story and For play with your new hours. toys. Yeah, and play yeah. with your new toys all day. <laughs> yeah, we never had the. We've never really had the. Um, what what is it? The luxury. Um, Christmas story, Randy and Ralphie uh, falling asleep under the Christmas tree afterwards because we always had to go somewhere. Exactly. After it. You <laughs> know, and that I was, don't get to sleep with my Zeppelin. That was like, yeah, yeah, you know, 10 a.m. The phone call comes in. I, and we're I like, think All that right, was hard for us because I don't. I would okay. I don't want to say that it's hard. I think it's just something like unpreferable. No, I mean because it's hard. It was hard for us oh. as parents because as parents we would have preferred that we got to. Watch you crash under the, tree. You know, under the Christmas well, tree. Well, we'd have preferred getting up on Christmas morning with you and having those traditions. Because growing up, that was my tradition. Oh, yeah, right. that was my tradition of I got up with my family. We had we didn't go places in my family. We didn't go to yeah. my grandparents or anything. Mm. I mean, we did. If we did, it was like bef- like a weekend before or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a know? different day. If I remember right, early mm. on in our marriage, we used to go to the houses a few days before Christmas. 
or a day or two and spend Christmas morning at one of the houses. Hmm. Yeah, well, we always have to be at my house on Christmas morning. Christmas morning. So because that's what driving from Ohio was, so. meant oh, a God. day. It, it's an eight-hour drive from the Ohio house to mm. Illinois. It was five. It was five hours. But with two kids, it was an eight-hour day. Feels. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay, Don't so discount two our like, disruptive a three-year-old and a So Christmas morning was, not, was sometimes not at our home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I was always not at our home. I mean, in Wisconsin, we could do it. Yeah. We could get up that oh, day and drive true. down. That's it was true. a little closer, but it was that's still, true. we had to wake you guys up in the morning to get down there. Yeah, to get in going time, in time. Yeah. To meet everybody else. But so I'm oddly excited about trying it this way I'm this thrilled. year. Also, the fact that, like, this is a little bit more nitpicky, I guess, but. I love the fact that because I have my dietary restrictions of I'm I'm a vegetarian and so I don't do mm-hmm. all the meat and all the sure. the rigmarole. But the rest, the majority of our family is big cookers, meat. big mm-hmm. eat, meat eaters, yeah, whatever. Like big foodies, yeah, big foodies. And so it's just like now we get to make everything that I can eat and not <laughs> only a few items, and I get right. to eat a lot, yeah. <laughs> which I'm excited about. <laughs> I gotta find those vegetarian gummy bears for you. Oh, I love them. Oh, I love them. them. Other traditions that you would consider. Yeah. Oh yeah, you uh, and I adopting. Or <laughs> I like the D and D trend. I think that would I like be the D- fantastic. Well, that's a cool idea. Or just game playing, you know, which we do anyway. Yeah, just but do it would be games. nice to do it on Christmas where we're just gonna yeah. Be. I I miss hanging out with your side of the family, Dad. Yeah, we don't do that I much. I feel like we don't them. see them right. ever. Well, they're they're, they're the mean, game players, which is why they we are the game players. Which yeah. is yeah. which is why we mention them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. not not to. I'm not trying to bash on your family, Mama. No, no, I know. Like well, it's just a, like an unbalance because we was like we spend what? Uh, you're 25, 24, five, five, five years old. So like all well, twenty five years of existence going to their place, which is fine because we love them and they're great. But also, we don't get to do the Christmas Day thing with the the other. Yeah, well, like we. I think it. I think it's just it's time for us to evolve. I'd love to see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! It's time I'd, for us to evolve. I'd like to I spend think... more than three hours with them at a time. Yeah, they're yeah. fun. So maybe we'll have to get together with them in the summer for. Because like uh, Spencer's into. D&D oh, now, Spencer's too. an adult now. It freaks me out. Yeah, he's a high schooler now. He's not an adult. Wait, but yes, he's, he's an closer to. Wait, can he drive? Yeah. Yeah, he's in, he's. Yeah. I know. He's oh, I'm getting old. I mean, but that's the same thing with like my. Twenty two. I'm twenty two. Yes. Anna's twenty one. Yeah. That makes Spencer sixteen. Like, Anna can drink. Yeah, man. Oh, God. That makes put Spencer at sixteen. <laughs> I'd love to Sixteen or seventeen. Anna. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, yeah. He's sixteen. Yeah. So I remember when he was but so yeah. One. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're the game players. So Ooh, we. Uh, boy. Okay. Maybe we should this summer get together with them and. <gasps> yeah. Just bring as many games as we can well, stand let's see if and just they spend like a weekend or something in in yeah, San Louis. Like, no, yeah, Amy always yeah, wants like us to come a, and visit, and I want to do it. Let's do an so Airbnb <laughs> and do the yeah. yeah yeah. I I also this is gonna this is their new tradition that I like to squeeze into literally anything ever is drinking. Um, <laughs> she I has used, a lot to catch up on. I do. I used to be extremely anti. I used to be a teetotaler. I used to be a teetotaler exclusively, but then. I never, for podcast purposes, I never underage drink. Um, but then <laughs> after like breaking up with for my last reasons. significant other and stuff like that, but um, I was like, screw it, nothing matters. And so I like <laughs> drank and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I'm very responsible with it. But like, I love me a fancy cocktail. It's what we did for my 21st <laughs> birthdays. We went out and we um, 
like just got appetizers and cocktails at like what noon like um, yeah we we day drunk at noon <laughs> at a bar and, and it was absolutely fabulous and, and if and you look at our facebook page the picture that you see of all four of us is that day is the yeah. day of, 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 of the, my birthday oh yeah it's it's i it was gracie's 21st you know, birthday and the we're all rosy cheeked in the back two, three years the, the first day of day drinking that, so. so yeah and 20, we just had 24 we just had a grand old time laughing and snacking mm-hmm. and eating and drinking and it was just so fun that i'm just like oh this is it and so like we did it for thanksgiving we always try to make like a fun cocktail so i think doing a fun christmas, Ooh, christmas cocktail, cocktail would be wonderful i think we have to recreate something with cranberry no i think we have <laughs> what to about re- wassail it's like a very wassail. sugary wassail. Sorry. <laughs> that was from my, those were from my uh, so chamber music. Get clo- uh, yeah, get closer to the mic. It's like, a, it's like a super sugary kind of. See, Maggie's only read the word. You sang it, so. Yeah. I, not only have I read the word. <laughs> I've heard it. Okay, so I, I think we need to recreate uh, Grandma Carol's infamous hot chocolate and Malibu hot rum. Hot toddy. I thought we did that already, didn't we? I don't, uh, none of us have ever tried it. I mean, it. I'll do it tonight. No. That's a, that's a <laughs> Christmas. It's not Christmas. That's a Christmas thing. That's a, the hot oh, chocolate. I would, do, I would do that or I Can would do... Have oh, I just had a drink in mine and it just like escaped my nog and it took the back door out and I don't Egg know where it went. Nog. Eggnog is a good idea. I like that idea. Yeah. Cinnamon eggnog with a shot of rum. The dark mm. rum. Hot take. Darker rum. Hot take. I don't like eggnog. <laughs> That's we'll not a hot take. That's else. valid. I love eggnog, but that's valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a get ready for it. It's a texture thing. Really? really? Is it too thick? It's you know too what? thick. No, I'll make it. Oh no no no. We'll make it. Mom makes it. It's not as oh. the stuff you buy commercially is thickened. It's thickened. Right. Real My stuff. My mom used to make it on Christmas Eve, and we would drink it on Christmas. Not with the rum. In. They had rum in it, but we didn't. I don't think. <laughs> Sure, anyway, mom. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, it's very light. It's actually very light. It's different. It's not like that. I don't know. I just, glug, I glug, just glug. don't like. I would like to try homemade eggnog. That'd be fun. I, I just thought, don't I like it. Okay, we're running out of time. One very more time frosty. before. I'm, okay, <laughs> your favorite Christmas t- tradition that we just your favorite Christmas tradition mm. coming into your room and bothering you. First thing in the morning. Yeah. First thing in the morning. Does it to this day. Well, yeah, 25 years later, I still do it. I remember you woke me up last year for Christmas. I did do that. Like, that was a thing. I can't remember how early in the morning it was. It might have been a very valid time, like 10, or it might have been well, like 7 a.m. I believe I it was 9 a.m. Okay, that was okay. That's fine. Because you, you've you become the late sleeper, and I will not sleep well, past 9.30. Well, it's not that I'm a late sleeper. It's I wake up between like 6.30 and 7.30 every single day of my life, but I will just sit in my room and not do anything <laughs> for hours i'll wake up at seven and roll around until my body finally gets the I, kinetic energy to get out I'm of up, that. i'm up okay so christmas traditions um i used to like being the youngest and then i got to open my presents first that was a good tr- christmas tradition. that's a tradition <laughs> that was for in Let's my be, family hey, no, i want to no. no, no, no. no. i want to go back and say that the youngest uh-huh. should open presents uh-huh. no no don't, anyway don't bring that, that up was from her that was from the 70s okay <laughs> oh. anyway you know she's gonna that's use it against us on christmas <laughs> <laughs> now like, the youngest has to play santa <laughs> Yeah, we, but that's a, that's a privilege. Like that's like, like a, Santa. you know, that's like. I was going to ask if I could do it this year. That's an honor. I, it's, okay, playing Santa is like, 
uh, shotgun. <laughs> you can't do. You can't call it until the day of. Oh, I can't. Okay. Well, I will be. Out how about there. how about we make it? Oh, the pickle. Yeah. I love that's I what I was gonna say. Tradition. I love the pickle. Tradition. I like giving up and having well, cinnamon rolls or something about like that. Finding for the pickle, you get to be Santa. Ooh. Oh, change the tradition a bit. Well, who's gonna hide it then? Well, we all want to be Santa. The OG, except for Dad. The OG I don't Santa, Santa, Santa is gonna hide okay, it. Mom, mom will hide it then. Mom hides the pickle. I will hide the pickle. Mom will hide the pickle. <laughs> My favorite tradition is. Uh, stockings have to be opened first. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a beautiful. And also, like, we tradition. usually we always open stockings on mom and dad's bed. Yeah, we have right. never opened stockings like in that's the living true. room. That's true. We've always get brought them to mom and dad's bed and opened it there. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's been true. Because that's because always... in the past, that's the only time we get to like sit around. Well, that was PJs. A, that was our. After that, we'd have to get down. <clears> that downstairs. was our family time. Yeah. That was yeah. like I mean that was. But that... we still do it. Like we did it last year. <laughs> and then we have our really cool bed now. I'm so excited. <laughs> With a little lead so you can put your stuff on there. Yes. yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay. okay. And dad's figured that one out. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's. Okay. We got to go. We want to sing it. In the, in the comments section below, tell us your, or on our Facebook page or Instagram, tell us your favorite traditions or any new traditions that you would like to try out during the Backstreet Boy reunion tour. Hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Smash <laughs> that like button. Five stars on Apple Music. Let's go. We thank just you let, for listening. Or just Nest let us know what you want us to, what is it you want us to gab about. Yeah. yeah talk to us. Oh yeah, that's, cool. a good one. that's a good okay, one. Okay, we, well, you guys were singing a song before we started. The dreidel song. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. We made it out of play. Oh, by the way, happy and Hanukkah to our Jewish friends. Oh yes, happy Hanukkah. Happy that's probably bad. And happy uh, holiday, happy holiday, <laughs> happy holiday probably. season to anybody who celebrates anything else ever. Everything is valid. Yeah. We love you. Happy, Hol- happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa. Happy Chanukah, I think, is another thing. No, that is, that is Hanukkah. Is that Hanukkah? Okay, it's just one of the 15 oh, million my. spellings of this Hanukkah. This was about to be say. really cool, but that's <laughs> um, got a little bit oh, yeah. iffy. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. How about happy holidays? And happy holidays. Happy holidays. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us tonight. If you enjoy the show and would like to throw out a topic for us to discuss, visit our Facebook page, Quality Time with the O'Briens, and leave us a message. Don't forget to like and subscribe while you're there. Come back and join us on the next episode of... Quality Time! Quality Time! time. (laughs) With the (laughs) O'Briens. Given four monkeys microphones, <laughs> and you get quality time. And you get quality. <laughs>